everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality, the self, the deep down basic whatever there is, and you're all that, only you're pretending you're not. Who we are is not this physical body that we're in that is here for a moment and gone. Who we are is this infinite intelligence, and we forget that. The same intelligence that, is, that created this infinite universe that never ends is you. To those of us seeking a way to transform life, to capture fulfillment in every now moment, to redefine our reality to live this life to its fullest. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question every single day. Are you living or are you killing time? What's going on, everybody? In today's episode, I have a very special guest returning to the show, but before I introduce him, I'm going to read something really quick to get this interview going. You are spirit, not body. Your mind is a sum of ideas, visions, thoughts, experiences, and emotions. All of these things create your reality and how you interact with that reality. Your spirit is free from ego and is connected to all things as a whole. There is no power struggle. The struggle is but an illusion of the mind. If you wish to be free, then you must first realize that you must let the mind go and embrace your true essence. This will be tough at first, but only because your ego doesn't want to let go. Your ego is a combination of many egos and many thoughts which create your personality, but you must first set yourself free from your personality and embrace your spirituality. You are pure power and pure potential, but your creative essence cannot fully function as it should if it is limited by the ego and all of the natural misconceptions that have kept you bound. This is an amazing excerpt from my guest today, very special guest, and this is the uh, this is just a snippet of his newest book, Warrior of Love, Speaker of Truth. And really, this is a man that needs no introduction, but if I had to, I would call him an anomaly. I would call him part of the rarest of rare breeds, uh, the disruptor. And I would first and foremost call him uh, a brother from another mother. Welcome back for the third time, my man, Princeton Clark. What's going on, What's dude? What's going on, my brother? How's it going? So good to be back, man. Even as you were reading that excerpt right there, I was just like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is going to be a good one for sure. It always is, man. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And this is the third time now, and uh, I'm very honored to have you back. I know your your every time I've had you on, those episodes just go nuts. So a lot of people love the content that comes out of you whenever you're when you're on the show and. All of the other things that you've got going on, man. I've been jumping into the events and the the different things that you got going on as much as I can participate. But I just see the people you inspire whenever you hold those events and the way that you take their lives forward in that first interaction that you get to meet them. And it's something extraordinary. Man, I love it, brother. You know, coming into this year, you know, I, I believe last time we spoke, I was kind of in that limbo of leaving, you know, working with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi and being in that, you know, high performance, you know, coaching space. And, you know, I was struggling a little bit there. I knew what I wanted to do, but it was a definitely new beginnings. I feel like I'm always coming out of one thing right into another. It just, it's like a, a time warp, you know, that I'm stepping into and time just speeds up. But 
definitely in a more spiritual place right now, just just letting the breath be what the breath is and not trying to define or label or critique or measure anything, just pure beingness right now. And, you know, birthing this book right here was something, you know, it's, it's amazing the progress because it's a decade anthology, this book is, you know, and so it's mm -hmm. eight to 10 writings per year for the past 10 years. And so going back and reading, you know, just the process and getting to this point now is it was such divine timing because i'll be honest my fiance is the one that actually put the book together for me for my birthday and she even came to me and she was like it's so amazing to see the spiritual journey as as i was putting this book together but the consistency and the elevation but also the the expansion of consciousness even as you go through the book and so it's, I'm in a really special place right now. I'm so grateful for her. You know, we're doing a lot together right now. My kids are amazing. And my oldest son is getting ready to go off to UNC, you know, as a quarterback. And That's so awesome. I'm super excited, man. And I'm, I'm just, I just want to be really present in life right now. And I think ultimately, you know, coming into this year, I've just been in this space of, I always say I come into the year with two words. And this year, my two words were depth and freedom depth and freedom. Mm. And I think ultimately at the core, that's what all of us want. We want to feel more deeply connected to our lives in every aspect. You know, as I say, you're the root to the tree of your life. You know, if you don't like the fruit, you got to go back to the root, which is you. And I'm just in that place of depth, you know, because what most people want or what everybody wants ultimately is to have a life that's fully in alignment with them at a soul level, whether they are aware of that or not. And so I'm just really in a space to speaking to people at that level and I'm evolving, you know, evolve mastery as a company from, you know, a business to an organization or foundation. And I'm just really ready to give back to a lot of people. So this book is kind of a catalyst to kind of set that into motion. It's definitely got a different tone and I want to dive into that. Like I want to get into that first before we go to everything because I feel like you know we're already talking about it but you know, like you said you you every time we seem to connect on the show because I stay connected with you all the time so I already kind of know what's going on but you know every time I brought you onto the show you had amazing things going on the first time and the second time you were just coming off the Dean and Tony thing and now this time around you've got another book going on and you've got a whole lot of other stuff going on that we'll talk about later but you know you seem to have been very very active and then all of a sudden i just saw you kind of like retract and you were still doing stuff but it was like a different version of you whenever i talked to you or, or heard you talk on clubhouse or anything if we had a chance to chat and then all of a sudden boom comes this book and this book is a completely different tone so tell me the space this came from because i, I guess to understand the book, we got to understand kind of where you birthed it from in the place that you were when you kind of did that retraction. And I guess I kind of know where you were at, but I want to share it with everybody else, but also the importance of what that retraction does for people, what it does to go into that space and why that's important to create this kind of change and this kind of shift in your life. Mm. It's a lot right there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'd say with this book, man, you know, when I, like I said, my fiance actually put it together for me. Of course, I wrote it over the past 10 years, but a lot of the times when I'm writing stuff like this, I'm in a very connective place. Like I'm in a very spiritual place, a very observant place consciously. And even when I post things or I write things, 
I never really know what I'm going to write until I write it. Like, I'm not one of those people like, hmm, I should write about this. It's like, it comes to me. And, you know, I'm an 11 life path, you know, so a master teacher. I'm an 11 two, And I'm also an MG in my, my human design. I'm a manifesting generator. And so it's like, I have a very strong connection to my, my I amness to, to the divinity. And so for me coming in this transition, you know, I'll say coming out of last year, it was a, it was a weird space that I was in because everything felt heavy. Like I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to, you know, I had been hustling so much because coming out of the energy of the Tony and Dean space, it's like, you know, everybody's a coach now. And it's like, you got to hustle, you got to hustle, you got to hustle because if you don't get the client, they're going to get the client. And I never really bought into a lot of that, but what I did buy into is that it was hard work in order to build, in order to grow. And spiritually for me, before I entered into that space, it was never about quote unquote hard work. It was about being present, listening to the guidance of my own intuition and moving based on that. Because there's always, I call it, you know, that we talked about the analog antenna and the divine, you know, serious satellite radio antenna that we have in all of us. And a lot of us, I feel like when I was working with Tony, I, I kind of came down, you know, more into my two in my 11 two, and I was just more earthy. And I could definitely feel that shift. But coming out of last year, man, I just started feeling super heavy and you know super emotional i couldn't figure out why like i started i'm gonna be completely vulnerable like i started feeling angry and i was like why like why do i feel angry right now like this is a spot that most people would most people do dream of being in if they're in our space you know and so why do i feel like this and so my my fiance called me new year's eve she called me from work and she said hey babe she was like you want to go out you want to do something tonight and i said no i just want to light some candles I want to meditate. I want to journal. I want to release whatever this is because I need answers. I need, I don't want to, I never want to start a new year carrying the old stuff from last year, even though time is an illusion. You know, we, I, we describe and define time, yeah. you know, in those moments of now, I didn't want to take anything into these future moments of now. And that night, man, it was so emotional. I cried like a baby. I cried like a baby and I have this little exercise that I do where I sit back and I talk to the little Princeton in me. And so I'm sitting on the couch, I got my journal in my hand and I, I just feel it bubbling up from my stomach to my throat like this, uh, something's coming out. And I, I visualize little Princeton sitting next to me and as I look over to him, I ask him, I say, what's wrong? Like, what can I do for you? Like, what, what's, what am I not doing? You know help me to understand I get chills even sharing this right now and in my energy he just spoke back to me and he said you always leave me you always leave me and I was mm. like what what like and I didn't try to judge it I didn't try to you know because spiritually egoically like you try to compare like what but I've been doing this because you're in your you go back into your head for a moment so I didn't allow that to happen I just listened and he said you always leave me when you're seeking, you come to me and I give you this wisdom. I share this insight with you and then boom, you start creating it. But the moment you start creating it, you leave me not realizing that I was the one that revealed it to you. You leave me and you want to share it with everybody else, but then you neglect me. 
And I'm sitting there, all of a sudden the tears just start rolling like mm. crocodile tears. And I'm just like, I just said, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Like I didn't realize it, that that's, that's what I was doing. But I realized that I'd gotten so caught up in building and so caught up in, man, I've arrived now. Now people are finally acknowledging my gifts at a higher level. And that was the determining factor. I realized that I still had some issues with seeking validation, if you will. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately what it was. Like that's the only thing, only seeking validation in any area, whether you're in a state of lack or whatever, ultimately you want to be approved in some area of your mm -hmm. life as worthy, as valuable. And, you know, you think you grow out of these things, but as we always say, with new levels come new devils and it's always a new level of you, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. I was like, okay, man, I hear you, I hear you. I mean, of course I wasn't laughing. I was really just sobbing, I'm like, I'm sorry. Then, you know, I just sat there with it and I just started listening. I said, tell me what you need. And he just said, I need you to come back to me. Just stay with me, stay with me and trust me. Trust that I know what's best for you. And man, after that night, I was just like, you know, I just want to be free. I want to be free. And I've just been spending more time with, you know, my higher self, because that's ultimately who that that version of me is, you mm -hmm. know, the, the younger version of me before the world put all the labels and the abuse and the trauma and all that stuff that that's that version of me. And that's the truest, purest version of me. And so I've been spending a lot of time with my higher self, that pure self and I'm just in a beautiful space right now. So reading that book and going back really helped me to reset it. And, and this is when people look at the title, warrior of love, speaker of truth, it's not ultimately about Princeton. You know, I believe that in every one of us, there is a warrior of love. Like that little Princeton is warring to love me, warring to love me, even when I don't see it. And it, it, that little Princeton has this, this truth that's always being spoken to me, that's for me. But in every one of us, there is a warrior of love and a speaker of truth. That higher mm -hmm. self is always speaking. And the truth that is, that is valid for me in my own authenticity as a divine creator is speaking from that place too. And so this book, looking back over the years and over the journey and over the all the observations and introspections that led to this book being birthed, I felt like this was just an amazing, it was amazing, it was an amazing gift that I gave to myself first. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I can share this gift with everybody else. So ultimately it will help people to really just get away from the noise. We live in a very noisy world right now. Yeah. And I was talking to my fiance a couple of days ago and we were talking about how I, I, I have a lot of empathy. I won't say I feel sorry for, but I really feel for people in today's society who are trying to take this spiritual journey. Because when I got started, you know, there was no social media, there were no apps, there, were, there, was, there was nothing like that. MySpace came eventually, Facebook existed, but it was only for college students. And then of course YouTube came, but other than that searching, you had Yahoo and you could, watch, you could look up the news, you could Google, search. a lot of stuff was blocked. Like you couldn't even get access to it. You know, now it's just anything you want to look at, it's there. And then you got yeah. the apps and the alerts and everybody's messaging you. It's like the whole world has access to you now. And for me, that wasn't the case. And I really had an opportunity in the beginning of my spiritual journey to just be in that space and to listen in that space. And so because I understand that a lot of people don't have that now, I wrote this book and just like in my first book, 
um, Awakening Your Inner Master, The Journey of Self-Mastery, there's a journal in the back of it. But I wrote this, uh, when this book came out, I said, you know what, I really want people to escape the noise, get back to that warrior of love, really become clear in the speaker of truth and what that's revealing to them. And really to help them get to the space, which then led me to into the space where I said, you know, I really want to get back to me at my core, being a spiritual leader, a spiritual teacher, a mentor or guide. And um, yeah, that's that's where I am right now. And a lot of shifting, man, and it feels good. It's it's so synchronistic, too, because without kind of knowing what you were going through a lot, because kind of I, I kind of know when you're you're deep into doing some stuff and I try not to bug you too much. I mean, we both got a ton of stuff going on, but I'm like, I see you kind of like retract a little bit and I'm like, he's got something going. Either he's got something going. I got to reach out and just see how he's doing. And every time I checked in with you, man, you're like doing good. And every time I hear you talking, like your things are going good. I mean, you and I were on the phone for like an hour and a half the other night and things are like, we're just jamming like, like brothers just talking, doing mm -hmm. stuff. But you could just tell that you came from this space where, you were tuning out the noise and you were tuning in to something that was, I guess, maybe fulfilling you, lighting you up. I don't know what it was because I see a different version of you in the last few weeks than I've ever seen, which is saying something because you've always been a very high achiever. You've always been somebody who's had that really hot fire burning inside. And as that's going on, I guess I even at the same time kind of took some of those opportunities to silence a lot of the noise and you know everything that's going on in my life but like yeah. I'm trying to debate which direction I'm going to go and things I'm going to tune into and like you said the whole world just has access and I'm not particularly used to that some maybe other people are like that's that's their thing they love being that connected to everybody all the time but I guess when you're trying to get more in tune with whatever it is you feel like it's either missing or you're out of tune with, out of touch with that constant bombardment from the outside and, and the world just constantly making that noise, it's just so loud. And I guess when you get to that point where you can silence it all, you actually realize how loud it was because it becomes part of everyday life. Like, I guess when you live in the city, you just kind of tune it out, you know, but then when you get in the country, you realize how quiet it is, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of, it's it's amazing because I hear you talk about it and then I kind of realize like I was going through a similar type of space, um, but I guess unintentionally, I think you kind of were very intentional on where you wanted to bring yourself. But I th what is the importance of doing that though for everybody, despite whether they realize they need it or not, how important is that mode of just disconnecting and getting out whether it's in nature or just somewhere in silence but that importance of the people that you connect with that you coach and that you've seen make life transformations how much of a crucial part of the recipe is that silencing of that outside world and all that noise to moving themselves forward oh man great question great question i love that question i would say it's the number one priority for anyone who wants to grow, I always say you can't talk about personal and professional development in any space, any type of growth until you talk about spiritual development. Mm. And even in a lot of the coaching space right now, it's just a lot of noise, a lot of information. You're being bombarded with information, but a lot of people don't even, or rather I won't say they don't even 
digest the information. They don't know how to digest the information. They don't even know how to learn and to embody the information because they haven't truly connected to the depth of themselves. Mm. And so they're grasping, again, we talked about that validation. They're grasping, you know, this program or that program and trying to pull it in. Oh, I went to this program and I went to this program. Oh, I just paid to go off to this program. And it's like, okay, great. But tell me how that's working for you. Right. Tell me how much progress you've actually made. See, because we confuse, you know, staying busy with progress mm -hmm. and, and that doesn't mean you're progressing. You know, I, I say if you want to manifest something, you have to be able to come back to yourself and you have to be able to silence the noise noise because there's the spirituality and then there's the personality. You know, you read the, the excerpt in the beginning and I was talking about that, you know, coming back to the spirit. Most people identify themselves or label themselves based on the external world, based on their experiences, based on what other people say or have not said, the support they've gotten or have not gotten, so on and so forth. They label themselves based on the experience of their life. Mm -hmm. And then they give this these labels a personified idea. And this is where most people get stuck in this personality. Oh, this is just who I am. I've always struggled with this. This is just where I've always been. Like, and. I have a problem because there's something that I've been hearing a lot of, and it's like, you know, I'm just being authentically me, like in this woke space right now, it's like everybody's being authentically them and F you, it does, if you don't like it, whatever, whatever. But I always say the authentic Princeton or the authentic version of me changes every single day. If you get so locked in, because I know people who are so locked into this idea of their authentic self that they can't even see where they need to grow. Like they've mm -hmm. created so many blind spots because of this idea, this personified idea of self that their spirit isn't even formless in their life anymore. They're not even following intuition. They don't even know that it's not happening. And there's such biblically, you know, I'm a big biblical. And even though I study Buddha, you know, all of those guys, but you know, there's a passage biblically that says, if the eye be darkened, how deep does that darkness go? Mm. And so when people are in that space and they constantly give food to the idea, they constantly feed that dark wolf, this stagnant, you know, version of themselves, they stop moving. And as a result of no, no longer growing or expanding or evolving, what begins to happen is they tighten down, tighten down, become more tense, become more rigid. And this is why people are stressed out. This is why most people are struggling with depression because depression is what happens when you take one negative and you stay so stuck on it that slowly from that depressive state in a millisecond for a negative thought to become a snowball. Now you look at today's society where we're surrounded by negativity and noise. You have people running around and they have multiple snowballs rolling down the hills of every branch of life and, and they're not moving their not evolving because they're too in this personified idea of self, whether it's been prescribed to them by the world enough, or they're not doing enough, or they don't have a house, or they don't have the car, have a, a nice relationship, or whatever it is, they're, they're stuck in this comparative state of being, constantly looking outside of themselves, and it's just created this massive connect from their internal self. So if we don't start talking about the spiritual development and the mastery of spirit, then we're never going to evolve, awaken to the capacity that we truly have the ability to. And, and, and this is where I, I say we come to the fork in the road. 
Do we hold on to the personified idea of self, all the labels, all the descriptions, you know, all these ideas, or do I want to be formless? I'm going to let it go because see, if I want to create something new, if I understand the root to the tree of my life, then I have to understand, you know, you were the mentorship or not, but the five day challenge I did this past week mm -hmm. and I, I how, how life is we're the one complicated life is not hard unless we create it and define it as hard life will be whatever we say it is right and when we understand just how powerful we truly are and i know it's hard for some people depending on where they are them to hear this as they don't because of the spots they don't see that they've created reality they see that they've created the depression they don't see that they've created the broken relationships the long years on the job that they hate they don't see that they've created they see that they've been survived right you know and that and as a result of viewing it from that perspective you're not gonna you're not gonna be aware of the power to change anything if you see that thing as something that you're just surviving it's just a quote unquote, part of life. But I always say you create your life, you manifest your life based on how you think, mm. based on how you speak, based on how you respond and how you feel. And so if you want to change your life, you have to become aware of how am I thinking? How am I speaking? How am I responding? And how am I feeling? And if you're not feeling in alignment in how you're thinking or how you're speaking or how you're responding or how you're feeling, you have to begin to assess the areas in which you are creating this life that's out of alignment with you. Like it's, it's extreme ownership because everybody says, I know I create my own reality. I know I create my own reality. And it sounds great when you're in social circles, but when you're by yourself and that reality isn't manifesting, what that personified idea of self is going to do an ego it's going to judge you it's going to criticize you it's going to make you feel negative it's going to make you go even further down and play the play the victim point the finger all pointed externally but spiritually if we come back to our if we come back to that higher state of conscious awareness that we are all we are already that anyway you know it's not that i always say we're not working to become something we are already everything that is but we have to awaken to that. We have to believe that. And this means we have to start changing our communication. We got to get around circles of people like yourself, like myself, who have done this work, who continuously do this work, because there's never a arrival point. We are in a constant state of arriving or manifesting. And as we manifest, we attract based on the life that we manifest. And so going back to the root and really assessing personality versus spirituality and learning the difference between the two is the highest priority if we truly want to maximize how we show up in our lives mm, it's so much there i want to touch on the first thing where you just said something about about the constant state of arriving like i have learned recently that that constant state of arrival is what other people call enlightenment some people mm -hmm. think that they can arrive. Some people think that they can be enlightened. It's a process. It's not a destination, that it's a constant course with multiple course corrections along the way. You constantly mm -hmm. are just, you're making your way up the mountain, up different paths. And people who, who try to arrive are the ones who seem to find themselves holding, you know, an empty basket because they're, they're trying to fill it up and get to that arrival point. And it's just never going to be full. You need to not expect it to be there. And to keep on expecting that I'm going to arrive at this place, I'm going to arrive at, at enlightenment, I'm going to arrive at this place, whatever it is, 
those are the people who you tend to see have the most unfulfilled lives because mm-hmm. they're constantly in that chasing of something. They're trying to get to the top of a mountain that there really is no top to. Um, but the other thing I want to back up for a second and talk about was how, you know, you said people say, this is just who I am. This is the type of person that I am, you know, like it or leave it. I'm being authentically me. But then they go and wonder why different things don't show up in their lives. The things that they say they want don't show up. The type of relationships they say they want and the type of circles of friends and the types of people they want to attract don't show up. You would not have been friends with me 10 years ago. I'll tell you that right now. Like <laughs> Heath and Princeton would not have jived back 10 years ago. But it took a complete mindset shift for me to become a person that would be the type of person to attract other people like yourself and the other people that are in our circle. So the people who will say, I'm authentically me, well, you might be an authentic asshole. Like that's something you have to kind of consider is that Mm -hmm. if you constantly are having friction with people, if you are constantly having things show up in your life that you don't want, but you're going to stand on that, that, you know, stand there and say, I'm authentically me, then you can't expect much different to show up. And I think that's a really hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. They don't like to hear that. It's an inconvenient truth, but I'm sure you've seen it a million times. Oh, yeah. I see it all the time. I mean, look at society. (laughs) (laughs) You can't go outside without seeing it, you know, but I think, you know, when you look at that space that most people are in, they're just not aware, you know, and I'll be honest, like you said, (laughs) if I met you, you know, 10 years ago, we probably wouldn't have been friends. And the only reason I'll say you're right is because at that time, of course, navigating out of organized religion and diving deeper into metaphysics and spirituality, I still had some judgment, you know, and so I would have assessed you by your by how you were showing up in the world and not by the true content of being aware of the I amness in your being. So mm-hmm. coming from a place of namaste now, like the I and me honoring the I and you, I see the best in everybody. And so it frees me. Judgment really locks people down, you know, Mm -hmm. and now I'm just free because I can look at them and say, wow, you know, they're on a journey, Mm -hmm. whether they're an old soul or a young soul, their journey is theirs. Their karma is theirs. And so I go into a state of observation within myself. If I understand that everybody is a mirror, like you said, most people don't understand that their situation, circumstance, and the people that they encounter are a mirror to them of some aspect of them that they must heal or grow. Yeah. And so at that point, my growth, I had to grow a lot as an individual first before I could ever truly step into my power. I'm consistently stepping into it. It's evolved every day, but being in the right now it's, I, I say it's a very special time for people like us <sighs> keep having to take a deep breath because i'm just in this place right now of just such deep love for humanity deep love for life and i want to really see people understand like if we could just get out of our own way and go of this is just who i am understand every time you say think about your i amens You know, like I hear girls say, you know, I'm a bitch, you know, like all these I am statements, you know, I'm an alpha. Does that even freaking mirror an alpha? (laughs) You know what? I am. I am. That's it. I am. I am love. If I'm going to say anything, I am love. See, because I think we label ourselves and we identify. And so we have to find a way to start identifying our lives, identifying, identifying the, the, the manifestation of what we're experiencing 
with more positive perspective, you know, or more positive insight, even if it doesn't feel good initially, because your ego isn't going to like that shift initially. No, not at all. The unhealthy, let me say that, an unhealthy ego yeah. like that shift. See, because I have a healthy ego and my healthy ego just allows to trust and be full, understanding the power that I've been to experience in my life and I get to share that experience that that drives me to this place of believing that anything truly is possible and and nobody else in this world can stop me me Princeton but me the I am vine the creator the extension of source is unstoppable and so you come from a completely space but again I know it's easy said than we're having a conversation right now this new space that I'm in right now, it's really focused on helping people who are saying, okay, I'm sick and tired of being life. I'm tired of complaining about my life. I'm tired of making excuses for why I don't show up. I know I have blind spots, but I'm ready to when I'm ready to surrender. And and then place until you can come to that place of surrender, the growth can't happen. You know, mm -hmm. you might be able to take actions and naturally do what any can do in this world and create change in your life, make more money, you know, meet someone that you feel is in alignment with where you are. Like any person on this consciously can do that. But do you feel fully fulfilled? In your mm. life? Do you feel whole in your life? Like I feel whole now. <sighs> with each breath, I something new. Nothing is missing. Nothing is lacking. I am all that I am in the eye is there is no need for me to define At some point. This body is going to be gone. You know, the stuff, the TVs, you know, this camera, you know, all this stuff is going to be gone, but I will exist forever. And so if I have to be forever, I want to know the depth beingness. I want to know the depth of me connected to source. I don't want to die and find I want to live and meet myself now. I want to show these people that are meant to cross my path how to do the same thing. Mm. Yeah, so one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize whenever they're trying to find more connectedness with the world and themselves is that ego. You know, they get the abbreviations for what ego sometimes means, edging God out, EGO, or everybody's greatest obstacle. And when we come here, I mean, my spiritual perspectives are that I do believe we have come from somewhere before we arrive in in this body, in this avatar, whatever you want to call it, and mm -hmm. we go somewhere else when we're done, and we come here with some sort of a mission, but part of that is we have to remember that we came here in the first place, that whole remembering of the purpose of the reason why we came here, and the ego creates that separation so much because I feel like your ultimate goal, like the way you win the game is that you become as much unified with that oneness. And mm -hmm. that means looking into the face of somebody who is one of those people who just says, I'm a bitch, you know, you like, you're still trying to connect to that person as much as possible. And throughout all my challenges and all the different things that I do on a day to day basis, I try to look at every challenging person in the midst of a challenging moment and try to look at them like that's God in costume. That's just literally an extension of me. It's just a mirror. Whatever I'm interpreting them saying, even though the words are coming out of their mouth and the thoughts are being created in their mind and it's translating into something I'm observing, the way that I'm taking that in and gonna digest it and potentially regurgitate it all back out is all on me. So. I have to become a good reflection to their reflection of me and all back and forth. You know, it's that give and take relationship. And I feel like the people, 
the more that people are wrapped up in that ego, the EGO, that's creating the more of the separation because they have this more sense of self and the I and I am and the label they put on themselves and they get themselves further away. And when you see that ego dissolve and you don't need to be, I'm the chairman of this, you know, mayoral board or I'm this and I'm that, like we're putting all these labels, we're putting all these accomplishments on the wall. I feel like when we get away from all that is when we just do what we do and we just move through it and that's it. But there's also that balance that you and I talked about on the phone a couple of weeks ago where you're like, man, you got to recognize the stuff that you do. You got to pat yourself on the back. I'm like, I know, but I'm I'm also trying not to be too absorbed in it. And I'm also trying to move, just move forward in it. And so that's the tough balance. I'm just wondering how people can recognize how talented, special, and unique they actually are while not being too wrapped up and rooted in that so it doesn't feed the ego and fire it back up. Because it's easy to come from a space where you had a huge ego, you dissolved it all, but then you start getting recognition in something else again and it starts to build that a new ego up maybe, a different sense of ego. But how do you stay in balance with all that, especially you? Like you've come from very difficult places to a very well-known name. How do you not let that be? Well, I'm Princeton Clark. I can do this and I can do that. Like how do you not... <laughs> let that affect you so much and stay so humble and rooted in your life like where does that come from and how can people i guess find that balance themselves in their own unique way whatever challenge they have in their life oh great question great question i i think when you're in this space no i know when you're in a space of growth and i'd say stop trying to measure the growth number one and understand that every experience is an experience that you get to experience. You don't have to experience it. And if, uh, if it's something I experience, if I'm thinking from that perspective, what that only does is it take me, it takes me back into a state of gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, that every breath, like I said, for me, the reason I grew as fast as I did, I mean, my life changed after a failed suicide attempt. I blow my brains out and the gun misfired. So. For me, the whole idea that every every breath is a gift, every day is a gift became super real, like hyper for me. I mean, it shot chills through my body. And that's why I always tell people, even though the literal bullet did not fire, conscious bullet did. And it awakened me to this deeper level of me, realized that there was something so much more relevant and possible, even though I didn't know what it was. And I think, the thing for most people is they want to know what it is. They want to define it. Like they have to have something that they can define. And then as far as the, you know, measuring up and the validation and being good enough and this constant desire to be, you know, approved of externally, that, that that's programmed into us via the educational system, mm -hmm. which also influences society. You know, you go to school, before you went to school, when you were a little kid up to about four years old, you know, you might've gone to preschool, but that was just fun and games. Like you didn't yeah. really do anything. Then you go, you start regular school, public school, private school, whatever. And it's all based on a grading system. It's all based on levels. And so you go in and it's like, if in kindergarten, it's pretty cool because it's like everybody's coloring and the teacher's very encouraging. And it's like, oh, such a great job. Even though you're coloring out of the lines, you can barely write alphabet. It's like, you're getting a lot of encouragement, but it's like after kindergarten, you go to first grade and now you start entering into this grading system. 
And now from that point, you're being told, okay, if you get a good grade here, you know, then you're, you're good. You did such a great job. But if you get a bad, a bad grade, it's like, oh, you could have done so much better. You know, kid, I was watching you earlier. Matter of fact, when it was talking about this, but the guy was saying, you know, when a little kid is, is learning to walk, when a baby's learning to walk, what does everybody do? When that baby stands up and the baby falls, and everybody goes, oh my God, great job, so amazing. Come on, get back up, get back up, get back up. That was so amazing. And the baby stands back up and the baby starts taking more steps. And it's like, yeah, yeah, everybody's cheering them on. But something happens as you get older and you become an adult and you start dreaming that something is possible. The, and you start the baby steps and you fall down saying, oh, I don't think you should do that. Why do you want to do that? Like why, you know, oh, what well, you're going to fail at that. Oh, that's not good. Like yeah. you should do this instead because now they don't see you as this little innocent divine soul that's here to learn and grow and evolve. They see you as one of them, a lost individual stacked and lost and, and, and perplexed by labels. And now I have to be better than you. And because I believe I can be better than you and you're talking about doing something that I wish I could do, but I don't believe is possible. I got to tell you it's not possible for you. Mm -hmm. And so we come from this pure state of celebration, everybody's celebrating you to this constant leveling system where you're being compared to and it starts very young. And so this is why I tell my clients a lot of the times, you're not struggling with what's happening now. You're struggling with, what, with what's happening when you were a kid mm. your programming started then but because it became normal quote unquote you accept as a reality but the truth is you're still just a, a big baby stumbling and falling just in different ways and you need to surround yourself with people who are going to celebrate you and say yeah you fell down but you took that freaking step let's go like you need to get around that type of energy but mm -hmm. you go to the workplace the workplace the schooling system was designed to put us into the workforce to fulfill jobs so that we became like robots. And if you weren't an A plus employee, you're not going to get a raise. You're, <laughs> you're not going to get the good stuff, you know? And, and so as a result, you're going to stay as a base level employee because you're, you're, you're not doing great enough to graduate to the next class or the next mm -hmm. level. It's all a system and it's a part of the matrix. And this is where we have to start having these conversations and, and start pulling people out of the matrix. Cause if we don't understand programming, and and the viruses that can enter through different programs, you're mm -hmm. never going to run antivirus soft, software to change program, as I say. So it's it's so important. Like it plays a major role. If you want to change your life, go back to when you were a kid. And I tell my clients to do this all the time. Remember some dreams that you used to have, passions that you used to have, things you used to say you wanted to do. Revisit those things. Become a little kid again and say, screw what anybody else thinks. I'm going to stumble. I'm going to fall. I'm going to get up and be better. What I've learned from, from being a kid is that if continuously try, I can only get better. I learned how to be, ride a bike, but how many I hit? How many curbs did I fall? You know, times that I scraped my knee before I finally started pedaling and being great at it to the point where now I'm riding with no hands. Now I'm doing wheelies. Now I'm jumping ramps. You know, but I started as this little thing that couldn't even move his arms and legs, mm -hmm. could barely hold up his own neck, but look at me now. It's like, we gotta get back to that place of celebrating ourselves and surrounding people, surrounding ourselves with people who are also gonna celebrate us so that we can keep saying, get me now, look at me now. Yes, I fell. Yes, I started that business and it failed through because I didn't have all the wisdom that I needed to have. So this just taught me, okay, I need to learn more in this area. And if I learn more in this area, I'm gonna be more 
shit in this area. Oh, oh, so now I can gamify the process and mm -hmm. it's no longer a measuring system. It's fun. I am now living instead of surviving. And it's, it's amazing because I, I just did an episode about this recently about like who's in your circle. You know, are the mm -hmm. people in your circle lifting you up or are they holding you back? And you get in mm -hmm. these, you get in the positivity, self-development circles and they say, you know, surround yourself with people. Don't, you know, don't be the, the smartest person in your circle. Like to an extent, that one's absolutely correct. Don't be the smartest person in your circle because you want to have people who are doing better than you so you can learn from them. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I can speak from my own experience. I'm in a unique situation where professionally in some of the things I'm kind of shifting out of, I, it's the first time in my adult life, I don't have an adult mentor in that area to look up to. But I, I think that's because it's designed that's to say, I think you've kind of peaked out. It's time to shift into other places where you are looking up to other people. So that aside, um, you surround yourself with the people who are your cheering squad. They're there mm -hmm. to constantly pull you ahead. Like I don't have friends that are millionaires, but man, I, I got some really good friends. I've got a, one particular one who helped me climb that mountain. He was knowing I was going through a ton of stuff and I was stressed out. He's like, dude, we're going to go climb this mountain and it's going to be the scariest damn thing. And we're going <laughs> to climb up there in the middle of the winter and climb up ice. And I'm like, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but those you know me. That definitely sounds horrible to me. It sounds horrible. I know you're like, hey, I'd love to do that. But when it's warm yeah i'll come out there and we'll go do that together but not when there's snow <laughs> but you got those people you got those people who are going to help you climb that mountain they're going to either be up in front of you and turn their hand turn around and extend a hand and pull you up or if you happen to be in front of them you're going to do the same thing to them but those people are so important along that journey and you just got to surround yourself with those people mm -hmm. one thing i want to ask though is what I've seen a lot in a lot of people lately, you know, I think the last couple of years have dragged people down quite a bit. And if it hasn't been losing jobs or virus and you know, vaccine debates and all that kind of stuff, so much of the division, people start to lose their faith, whether they've lost their mm. faith in the world or they've lost it in politics or they've lost it in, you know, their career path. I've had people who listen to my story and they're they're starting to really step away from law enforcement because it's not exactly what they thought it was they're they're putting out agendas out there that they don't feel like they're in alignment with so now there's a lot of people walking away from that career path and have connected with those people when they start to lose faith and even if it comes down to a partner they lost faith in or even if they've lost faith in themselves how can people silence it all slow down and, and gain that faith and I, I say you don't ever really run out of it you just run low <laughs> on it Mm -hmm. What is the key? Because I know you've come from some really dark places. What is the key to gaining that faith back, whether it's faith in spirituality or faith in just believing in something again? What can build that that confidence back up to get your faith back? Mm, man, you're asking some amazing questions today. I love coming <laughs> on your show. <laughs> like, I feel like a little kid right now. Like, man, Let's that go. was amazing. Like, my spirit is like, me out. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I would say, I wouldn't say that people, and I need everybody, everybody in podcast land to really hear this. I wouldn't say necessarily that necessarily that people are losing faith. I would say what people are losing is certainty. The thing that they were certain of that belief system that they were certain of has now made it known that what they thought they knew really wasn't the truth. Mm. And now the truth that they do know isn't in alignment with them. 
And so now from a spiritual place, they're feeling this, this need to revolt, this need to, and, and that's a beautiful thing. I think, you know, over the past few years with COVID and everything that's happened leading up to COVID and then the riots and then the stuff with the police, I, I say, even though it's a dark time, it's a beautiful time because it's, it's during the darkest of times that we, we learn to shine the brightest, mm. whether we're aware of it or not. And so I think a lot of people through this time what it caused them to do is reset, reset their values, reset their focus, reset what mattered to them. And so the things as they started resetting and coming back to themselves in that period of pause, they were able to really, because there was not as much noise at that point, because now you're isolated, you're not going out every day, you know, you're, you're basically with yourself quite a bit. And now you're having more obs observational time, introspective time. And for most people, this was not a normal thing. They were just doing what they knew to do, what they were certain they were supposed to do. And then once it was taken or once, you know, the, the curtain was torn back and you could see Oz, you know, hiding behind with his little ass, like working all this shit. Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> what I thought it was really isn't what it is. So damn, now I feel stupid. That's the first thing that happens. It's like, yeah. now I'm questioning my life. Now I'm questioning is anything that I, I believed in real, you know, now I'm having to assess parts of me and I'm not certain anymore. And the only thing they were ever certain in is the system. Mm-hmm. So what's actually happening is a, an awakening. And what this awakening is doing is it's driving them to find the faith in the things that they can truly be certain in from a conscious place. And the people who are truly struggling are those who are warring with that process. Mm. It's gaining that knowing because once mm -hmm. I, I, I literally can remember every stage of what you just said. Like I remember being in these places. I also remember fighting that feeling of oh no this thing isn't what i thought it was because that's called cognitive dissonance when you don't want to mm -hmm. believe some data that's staring you in the face because it's hard to accept because it it challenges every single thing you've ever known that uncomfortable feeling of even like i, I don't even want to see it like it's not in my it's not in my radar at all mm -hmm. that is cognitive dissonance but then if you go beyond that and you actually let a little bit of it in and then you're like oh man this isn't what I thought it was. Life is not what I thought it was. This career path, this person, whatever it is, is not mm -hmm. what I thought it was. So now what? Mm -hmm. And you go from that uncomfortable, I don't want to see it, I don't want to hear it, to, oh, geez, now I see it and hear it. It's not what I thought it was, to a place of knowing. Because like you said a little while ago, that part of you that you lost or was silenced or that you kept suppressed for so long, whether it's a child of the true you or whatever it was finally gets to reemerge and you have it as a knowing. And I'll tell you from my own experience, when, when that happens, when you come together with that truer sense of yourself and a higher self, whatever you want to call it, that feeling is almost like a rebirth. Like you almost like you unzip this, like a, like a snake shedding its skin. Like you just reemerge as this whole new something new. And it's almost like you can, take a deep breath and breathe again because you've let all of that other stuff go. It's like you've lightened your load a thousand times over. And for people who haven't experienced that, spend the time to dig deep and really challenge everything that you've seen. If something doesn't feel right about the world or anything in your life, 
talk to someone like Princeton or me, get in these circles of, yeah. of people like us and our circle that, of the people that we chat with and talk to, because these are the kind of conversations we have, but it helps you dig deep. And once you uncover all of that, it opens up a whole nother world of experience in your life. It really does. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, something special again about this time is when that happens, that ha, like initially it feels ugly, like your life is falling apart or like nothing makes sense anymore. Because again, that persona idea that believed that is that's the lie. I always say that's the imposter. That's mm -hmm. not the truth. That's the imposter. And so now it's like you enter into the space where you don't, you realize you don't know you. And I always tell people beautiful space to be in because now you get to create. And this is that, that, that chrysalis, you know, we talk about, I think through the past couple of years, year, two year, two and a half years, you've gotten to see people kind of be forced into a chrysalis mm -hmm. <laughs> and everything started to torn apart and remolded and it's crap. And so again, back to what I was saying about uncertainty, I think when you choose on your own, the conscious journey, there's less uncertainty there because you're doing it by will, mm -hmm. you know, and you're aware of the steps when you've been reading the books, you've been meditating, you've been doing the practices. It's like, it's, it's, it's still not always graceful, but it leaves you are certain of the journey you're on. Mm -hmm. But when it just happens, like for me, it just happened. My awakening just happened. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, <laughs> like, all I know is that week I got to quit drinking. I got to quit using drugs. I don't know what's happening right now, but the world is not the same. Everything things are louder now. And it's like, I just need to be by myself. And I cried more than I ever cried in my life for like a year. <laughs> like, <it was laughs> but you know, now it's like, now I have certainty because now I don't identify with any of the world's labels of me or my experiences, the labels that I created based on my experiences. It's like, I, I don't identify, I always say, I feel like an alien in a foreign land mm -hmm. and everything is exploratory. Like I get to explore new things. So when problems, I don't, I don't seek the certainty anymore. And most people seek certainty. The reason people want is because they're not certain it's going to work. They're not certain the relationship is going to work. They're not certain this new opportunity or this business or this person that they see as a possibility. They're not certain. And so it paralyzes them because they're seeking certainty instead of seeking creativity and mm -hmm. exploration. And so now, you know, entering into this process, you got to learn how to see life as an adventure again not as a process of achieving and moving from level to level to level. You know, mm -hmm. even in the spiritualist community, you have a bunch of people who are still struggling, you know, emotionally, like people are still depressed, you know, financially, they're not prospering. Like, and we really got to take a step back and ask, what is this? If I am conscious of the adventure, if I am conscious of the creative power, prowess that I carry, if I am conscious of the exploratory, it, it, you know, experience that I get to manifest, why am I still seeking certainty? Hmm. Why am I still allowing myself to be paralyzed? It's because there's still some aspect of that personified self that you're holding on to and identifying to that does not allow you to live life. And people say, well, you know, that's easy for you to say. And yeah, it is very easy to say now. It wasn't easy for me to say it once, but I got to the point where I said everything for me. 
you can take my house, you can take, and this, this is extreme. It might trigger some people because some people, they find their beingness in the people that are close to them. You know, if I lost my kids, I don't know what I would do. I used to be like that until I realized that nothing on this planet belongs. My kids don't even belong to me. They have their own journey. I love the experience of them. I love the exploratory journey. I love the adventure with them. I love the lessons I get to learn. I love watching them evolve through their situations. I love experiencing different aspects of life, but I have no attachment to any of it. Mm -hmm. And when there's no need to attach to something, there's no need to be certain of something. There's only a desire to flow. And so now coming from that place of, and when I say that, what I'm ultimately saying is that place of just in the moment, just being present in the moment. like. When I wake up, I ask myself, how do I want to feel today? I, and I get present. And then I say, okay, if I want to feel more love in my life today, what gifts do I have? You know, what things have I not done that I want to experience? Whether it's going for a walk, because sometimes it's the, it's all, well, and I won't say sometimes, most of the time it's the simple stuff that we don't do mm -hmm. that makes us feel low. I mean, mm -hmm. something as simple as, leaving your house, getting out of the freaking bed, getting from in front of the TV, watching Netflix or binge watching some series or whatever, you know, get out, go for a walk, go for a walk and just look at the trees, look at the sky, just breathe and say, God, source, universe, whatever pronoun you use, I see you there. When you breathe, say, God, source, universe, whatever pronoun you use, I feel you there. In this moment, there is nothing this moment. In this moment, there is only my eyeness and I honor me through you. I honor the breath. I honor this life. And to just be present, just be present. Because the only reason you feel that way is because you're disconnected. You're either stuck in the past experience or you're stuck in a future experience. You hated what happened, but as a result of certain traumas or that happened back here now you have attached yourself to this idea that things need to look a certain way they need to feel a certain way they need to work out a certain way and until you can see for certain that it's gonna happen that way you don't move and the longer you don't move the longer you're not gonna manifest it the longer you don't manifest it the longer it's gonna take for you to attract what's in alignment with that version of manifestation and so ultimately the only thing stopping you from experiencing a better life is you and i say that sometimes and people people who don't know me say you know well how can you say that you don't know what i've been through and i'm like i, I don't need to necessarily know what you've been through but i know what i've been through you know i tried to commit suicide i was on drugs i was an alcoholic before 21. i was abused mentally physically verbally and emotionally i was molested for two years of my life i struggled with deep depression i've been divorced I've been through things and I've seen people shot next to me. I've seen things that most people only see on TV. I know what pain feels like. And I also know what it feels like to be so attached to a certain outcome that I don't move. And then after I don't move, I start blaming everybody else. I start blaming the circumstances. I start blaming what happened to me back here, even though it's not happening anymore. Mm -hmm. In this moment of now, like we always say, right now is your most powerful moment. In this moment, every thought, action, word, feeling is creating a new reality. And I have to be intentional if I'm gonna manifest the optimal reality for me. Now, this doesn't mean the perfect reality. It just means the optimal reality. It means that I am living better today than I was yesterday. 
anything that I do better today than I did yesterday is an optimal reality. It's mm -hmm. gotten better. Mm -hmm. And so if I do that consistently in every area of my life, really focusing on how I'm feeling and then if you don't know how to do this, finding a coach, finding a mentor, you know, Heath, I know you coach as well, mm -hmm. you know, finding people like us that you can talk to and say, okay, this is where I am. Help me to see what I can't see. You have to first be vulnerable enough to do that. Because if you think you know everything, I can't tell you how many people in the spiritualist community, you know, or in a spiritual movement, so awake and so woke, you know, you talk to them, you see where they're being challenged and they're like, oh, I already know that. Have you read such and such book? Or have you gone to this meditation? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you got the modalities, you got the information, but you still don't have the embodiment. You don't have the embodiment. You haven't embodied anything. You've just become addicted to being spiritual. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between being addicted to being spiritual, but knowing that you are pure spirit creating. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. Like, I mean, you see so many people who they'll they'll take a million courses. They'll they'll go through some of the things that that you've taught, you know. But you'll see on the backside, the application to what they've read, they could have every book uh, on the planet, they get every you know, power of now they could have, you know, everything, they get every one of those books. But do you remember the words? Do you put them into practice? You know, you can be a good Christian if you want to and go to church every single day. But some of the people who claim to be quote unquote, good Christians have some of the most screwed up lives because they don't apply mm -hmm. some of the teachings that they should be applying to their lives. They just show up every day, they make their contribution, they walk through the doors of the building and you know do the hokey pokey and then they go and leave they they go through the actions but they don't put the application into motion in their lives no matter what modality of whatever it is they're trying to learn and then they wonder why the things don't show up so mm -hmm. uh, you know i've seen it a million times and so do you and it's it's the thing is is there's no fault in that everybody's a student and you're going to start from somewhere i mean think about we always use the analogies of of athletic training I mean, I'm, th I'm looking at my son right now. I'm looking at my 14-year-old son who's getting in the weight room, wants to be like dad, wants to be my size and all that kind of stuff. I look at the percentages of what he's grown in the last year of being dedicated and his percentages, he's going up, he's doubling the weights that he can lift. But in the beginning, he's looking at these huge amounts of weight and saying, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to lift that. No, it's just it stays with dedication and work. And of course, you're not going to do it tomorrow. You're not going to do it a month from now. But when you stay with it and you're dedicated, eventually you look back and you say, remember how little I was able to lift back a year ago? And like, look at where I am now. I'm only my own myself. I'm only three and a half years out of a very dark, unfulfilling, nasty place. And I can't look at certain pivotal moments where I've just sort of snapped forward. Things didn't just change for me overnight. There was no singular opportunity that changed. I've had some shifts a long way, but they've come with significant shifts in mindset and the way that I've approached the world. Even let's take today. We're recording us on a Monday. I know my Mondays are extremely rough. When we schedule this interview, I see Princeton put something on for a Calendly on a, on a Monday. And I'm like, oh, boy. I'm going to be doing this on a Monday. Like, no, I'm going to do this on a Monday. And as soon as I approached my day and walked through the door, I made a conscious effort that every single person I encountered was going to walk away from the conversation with me and go, man, Heath was in a good mood today. And it's a Monday. You know, this isn't normal. <laughs> you put those into practice, though. You have to be conscious. You're there. You're in the moment. You don't let the fact that all these things are weighing on you, whatever it is, your, whether it's your ego, these things going on in life, but you don't let them dictate who you're going to be you're present in the moment 
you're mindful of what's going on and that dictates how you're going to react to the world like i said about that reflection so and i'm i'm applying i'm saying all these things but this is what i've learned from this guy right here so <laughs> i can <laughs> i can make it sound like i'm the expert but i am still the student and for anybody who's listening like these are the types of things that you end up coming out the other side of really tough, tough, difficult points in your life. And this is the perspective that you end up being able to enjoy when you've gone down the path a certain amount of time. And some people are a lot faster learners than me. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, I'm sure you've had still look at Walt McKinley, man. Walt has been on fire. I just had him on a couple of weeks ago and mm -hmm. dude, is amazing. I love him. <laughs> yeah, Walt, man, is just a he's a diff, he's he's a lot like us, you know, yeah. that, like that tribe, like once he sets his mind, he flips the switch on something, he's going to manifest it. And it's nothing that's going to get in his way and stop him. But I mean, he's also one of those people that said, Look, I need to hire you. Like when he reached out to me. Yeah, you know, we had connected over Clubhouse several times. And you know, he had messaged me on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. And I, I pay attention to people like that who continuously show up. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people who reach out and say, Oh, I just need somebody to talk to. And I'll tell them I'm not the person you just reach out just to talk to. And I don't mean that from a negative place. If you just need somebody to talk to, you know, First off, you know, go go listen to my podcast because I'm so busy, you know, listen to the podcast, read my book. The big stuff is right there. If you're struggling emotionally, mentally, emotionally, soulfully, here, here's Awakening Your Inner Master, The Journey of Self-Mastery. Matter of fact, go to PrincetonClark.com and you can scroll down and you can get the ebook for free. Mm -hmm. You know, so you don't even have to pay anything. But I think a lot of people, they want to skip steps. They want to mm -hmm. skip, oh, I want to be where you are right now. Walt, he did the work for probably eight months before, well, probably seven months before we ever truly connected. He was already working on his book. Mm -hmm. He was already getting clear on his vision. He was already sick and tired of being sick and tired. So when he came to me, he was ready to move the needle. He was ready to manifest. And I always tell you, unless you're ready to manifest, I'm not the person to talk to mm -hmm. because your feelings, feelings will probably get hurt because I'm gonna be so direct and I'm not here to speak to your emotions or your mind. I'm here to speak to your soul. And if you're, if you're not open enough, you're not gonna wanna hear what I have to say to you. And so I, I, don't get me wrong, like there are people who when they reach out to me and they're like, I'm really struggling emotionally right now. And if I'm not busy, I will talk to them. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I get a hundred messages in my inbox and I'm not sitting on Facebook or Instagram all day long to read a bunch of messages from people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, I have a family, I have, I have a business, I have a dream, I have passions of my own, which that's something too. I want to talk about that because we had talked about that mm -hmm. in our last conversation. When you're working towards building, everybody's saying, you know, I, I know that I have a purpose and I want to start it. I want to use my purpose through this avenue or through this business or whatever it is. And they give so much of their energy to the purpose that they leave their passions to the side. Yeah. You know, and like I said, life is an adventure. Your passions are are for you. Your purpose is for other people. And mm -hmm. so many people, even spiritual people, you know, or people who are conscious of their spirituality, because we're all spiritual people or spiritual beings. Um, but people, even people who are conscious of their own spirituality, struggle with this because now it's just you know i'm an indigo and i'm here to stir up shit and i'm here you know to bring back balance and to bring the light i'm a light worker and okay great i'm an energy worker okay great but how much of that energy are you constantly giving out how much of that light are you always trying to shine you know how much of that force to, for change are you constantly trying to get the world to see you're constantly pouring out pouring out pouring out pouring out 
but you're not connecting to your passions. Like what are the things you can do for you to find joy, find peace, find happiness, find that love. And these are the things that, you know, if you have a significant other, you can share it with them. If you have kids, you can share it with them. But these are the things you have to do just for you because those are the things that will allow you to recharge. It might be something as simple like my daughter, my 19 year old, she bought, bought some canvases. And so she was the first one out of all my kids. She started painting, like just painting stuff. She would have her meditation music and stuff going and just letting her little girl go, you know, because she's very conscious for her age. And so my seven-year-old calls me later that night because she pictures um, earlier in the day of the paint, three paintings that she had done. And my seven-year-old calls me, seven-year-old calls me and he says, dad, dad, look, look at this, look at this painting that, that Kendrick is working on, but look at the one Kate just did. So because she was doing something that she was just passionate about, it indirectly impacted them. And they're like, man, like, I want to color. I want to paint something too. Like I want to draw. Mm -hmm. And it was just this fun experience instead of being in the house and saying, Hey, what are you guys doing today? Like y'all want to hang out? Like y'all want to watch a movie or sitting on Snapchat or, or any TikTok or any of those apps? Like they were freaking painting. Oh. Like when was the last time we just acted like kids man and like that's what our passion should do it should bring us back to that inner child where life is just fun we just have fun for us that's i find some of the most enjoyable times that i'm spending with my kid acting like an idiot you know like mm -hmm. he gets around his buddies and stuff like that and they'll be down they'll be downtown playing basketball or something i'll text him be like want me to come down and show you what's up like <laughs> you know <laughs> i love hanging out with 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 actually i try not to be like the creepy dad who's always hanging out with his kids friends whenever they're around but like i always loved when the kids were around i would pick up like the nerf guns and go to town mm -hmm. like shooting the kids in the house with the nerf guns and stuff it makes it makes you feel like a kid again exactly what you're saying and doing the other little things i mean just like like taking a mountain bike and going down trails you know like doing the things that i did i think back i'm like what did i enjoy the most you know i loved mountain biking i loved boxing fishing like i gotta get you out here sometime soon you're coming out this year man you're coming out this I year am. going fishing. we I talk am. about it every time you've been on the show we talk about going fishing but <laughs> still haven't gone fishing i know you're, you're gonna later. you're gonna come out here this year though i'm gonna get you out here somehow some way i'm gonna get you out here but like no, those things they make you feel alive. Like those are the things mm -hmm. that that I absolutely live for. And being a high achiever, being a, someone who I feel like the clock is ticking so loud. You know, I think of like Captain Hook when the clock was ticking in the alligator. I mean, I feel yeah. like ever since I had some close calls in life, that clock is just ticking. And every year a birthday rolls around. I'm grateful for that birthday, but it's like, oh my God, I'm going to be 42 this year. Like mm -hmm. I've got so much more stuff I want to do before I'm not able to do that kind of stuff anymore. So I'm always trying to high, be a high achiever, but I've got to slow down and do those things that make you feel alive because otherwise the time goes by and you're like yeah look at these things i've got on the wall but what did i do for myself and then you don't present the best version of yourself to the world so that leads me to like one of the last things i'll, I'll ask you is how can people really connect to themselves and from a spiritual level like what can they do to really feel fulfilled in that sense when they don't know where to turn let's say people were very disenchanted with some form of religion or something so i mean at even one point i would have considered myself an atheist and now mm -hmm. i've opened my mind up to literally no religion has really got it right they all have some form of truth and i love little mm -hmm. bits and pieces of it but it took a while to get me there you know what would you suggest to people who 
are lost and they see these people going out and quote unquote finding God, but they don't really feel like that's for them. But really it's something that should be for everybody. You know, I guess, I don't know what even my question is, but like where, where do you feel like people can get that connection to that deeper feeling? Where can they start? Well, I will say this. Number one, you are already that connection. And so if you really want to feel more connected to that, then what you have to do, it, it must become a must in your life. Mm. You must get really clear. Because again, nothing in this life, you know, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about it in the four agreements, the fifth agreement, mm-hmm. like the letting go of attachment, you know, and letting go of labels and, and, you know, nothing is really good or bad or right or wrong. It's what we define it as, you know, understand that you are an original blueprint and your life is your life. You know, even if we look at it from the biblical perspective of the Garden of Eden, and it talks about how when God spoke and created everything and then gave it to man, God didn't say, oh, now I'm going to rule over you and make everything happen. You are so blessed. No, God said, I have now given you dominion. I've given you dominion. You have dominion over your life. Buddha said it a different way. Krishna said it another way. Like everybody's saying it just in different ways from cultural perspectives and different levels of awakening. And so ultimately I have dominion over my life as a creator. Look at every aspect of your life right now. Can you see any aspect of your life that has happened that you haven't created? (laughs) show me just one aspect and you Mm -hmm. say well i didn't create the trauma that happened to me when i was a kid no i didn't create that either but as an adult now that i am conscious i am awakened from the program of victimhood i realize that what i create is all based on how i choose to respond to it you know i can't always control what happens because people are people and hurt people hurt people there are a bunch of people um, that are lost and they're wounded in these ideas of what happened to them, you know, and Don Miguel Ruiz talks about this. He talks about the domestication. He talks about these wounds, the dream world where everybody's wounded in the book, the map of love. If you are struggling to love yourself, I'd say that's the beginning step. You have to start coming into alignment with learning how you can love you. Really look at your life and ask yourself, okay, what is it that I really, really want? And and if you're in a space where you're like, I don't know what I want, understand that the world is your canvas. You are an artist. The word Toltec, you know, a lot of the Don Miguel Ruiz's writings are based on Toltec principles. And the word Toltec simply means artist. Mm. So you are an artist creating a masterpiece with each breath you become something new the body is the the breath is the paint the body is the brush the world is your canvas and so if you're looking at the canvas of your life right now and you're like i hate this this masterpiece (laughs) it's like it's still a masterpiece whether you hate it or like it you have to ask yourself okay what can i do differently from what i've been doing and again stop trying to get super deep with it keep it very simple what makes you laugh in the most innocent way possible, not seeing somebody, cause I know some people will laugh at people being hurt. And you know, that's just terrible. Like that just shows me you've been wounded. Like you've been hurt and it feels good to watch somebody else get hurt now. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying from that, and it's coming back to that inner child again, like what really just makes you laugh? Like men take the mask off, women take the mask off, take the labels of man and woman off and just see yourself as spirit because you are. We're all Mm -hmm. spiritual beings having different human experiences. And the reason most of us 
have been disconnected is because we've tied again back too much. We've tied too much into this idea of self, but we must now learn to become intertwined in the spiritual self, not the personified self. Mm. So keep it simple. Start having fun again. You know, you say, oh, I don't have money. It, it doesn't cost money to go walk by by a stream or go somewhere and jump in the water. You know, it, it doesn't cost money to kickball, go to the park, you know, get on a swing. It doesn't cost money to ride a bike, you know, unless you don't have a bike. But how many people do you know? Can you reach out to someone and say, hey, I want to go ride a bike today, you know, without feeling like, oh, that sounds stupid. Like, if you feel that way, then whatever you say, that's what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. From this point, simply start creating a life by design. Even if you don't have certainty in what you want, always remember this. Even in uncertain times, you can take actions to get certain results. And so one of the exercises I had the group do this past week in the five-day challenge was get a piece of paper. On one side, write down a day in your life. Like what does your typical day look like? And then after you've written everything down, what your life currently looks like, if you're not happy with it, I want you to split that paper on the other side. I want you to write down what a typical day would look like if, if a, a day would look like, I want you to write down what would make you happy if you were living and doing what you want to do. But mm -hmm. I want you to remove the labels of success. I want you to remove the labels of um relationships or businesses i want you to just remove all the labels and i want you to say okay what would just make me happy and then i want to take one of those things a day you don't have to do a bunch of different things and all of a sudden now you're you, you're right it's a constant state of arrival pick one thing a day that you can do that makes you happy and then start really being in the moment of what that happiness feels like start really feeling what that joy feels like and know that when you're in that state of happiness, you're in that state of joy. Understand that sometimes you can have joy and not be happy because happiness is an emotion. Joy is a state of being. I always have joy even when things don't feel good. You know, and so I do things like I'll get on the Xbox with my kids or I'll sit outside for a little while or I'll read a book or I'll listen to an audible or I'll go out like my friend had a birthday party and I'll be honest I hadn't been out since the new year I hadn't really gone out and to just get around other positive people get on meetup.com and find out what little clubs are going on in your area get around other people who are excited about something that you're passionate about reconnect to you to your joy to your peace what you love now again take the mask of the man and the woman off and just be a spirit at play and this is going to be very challenging for some people's ego because they've shown up as this professional for so long. Now I'm trying to break through. And I think I just had a spiritual, exp no, take that off, take that crap off, please. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and just say, you know what? I'm just going to do it. You know, it's like jumping. I hate cold water, you know, but I was out with my kids last week and it was like 80 degrees out. And I'm like, okay, I, I can jump pool today. <laughs> so I'm standing by the pool and my daughter is like, just do it, dad. You won't do it. So the first couple of times I run up and it's like my body literally locks up. It's like, mm, like I can't do it <laughs> like a little kid. And so like I backed up and then of course my little, my little, uh, almost two year old walks up Kamaya and she's standing next to me and she's just smiling. Like, you're going to do it, dad. Like she's all excited. And then she runs up like she's going to jump in. And I'm like, no, no. I got, if she's going to try to jump in, I need to be in the water. And so now I'm like, see, 
<laughs> see universe i hear you and so i just run and i jump into this water and it it shocked my body like it was still cold because it's still been kind of chilly i mean probably not chilly to you but it's, it's it was still kind of chilly but i jumped in and i was again it was just one of those times where i was just like man i'm grateful for my kids because even something that simple was a new experience it was mm. something that i typically wouldn't do and so break form as in many ways as possible break the flow that you've been in and start shifting it on purpose mm -hmm. find things you're passionate about and if you don't know do new things because you never know what you're going to love or like if you never try yeah that's that's one that i've been trying to push on so many people lately is try the new stuff because you just mm -hmm. don't know what you don't know you know you got to get mm -hmm. out there and get that experience if you never do it again then great some people may try skydiving one time say i did it i am never going to do it again great at least you could say you did it you know some people get addicted mm -hmm. to that kind of stuff but you'll never know you know i would not in a million years would i have climbed that mountain in the middle of the winter <laughs> but i'm going to do it again i don't know if i'm going to do it again this winter because i'm hello over the cold weather so but oh man my son i have this with you man because my son the one that's going to unc is is six two probably about two probably he's, he's slimmed down a bit so he's probably about 210 but uh we went up to sedona here in arizona and we climbed we hiked bell rock and we get up to the top and so it's like he's afraid of heights so we get up to the top and he's like dad my legs are shaking he's like i gotta sit down <laughs> and i'm like sitting up and i'm on the edge like i'm always doing crazy stuff like yeah. i'll push myself now I'm, I'm not gonna kill myself like i'm not gonna be that crazy i have before but now i can't do that because i have kids if i was single <laughs> there's no telling what i would do but uh we're up there and he's like <laughs> dad my knees are shaking like a little kid and the, the other day he reminded me of that and he was like dad he's like we got to go hiking before i leave because he's leaving in the next couple of weeks and he was like we got to go back and do that same hike again he's like i feel like if i just keep doing it eventually i'm just going to get comfortable with it yeah. and i was like exactly yeah. and this is what we're talking about like even if it makes you tremble even if the un uncertainty is there just do it do it scared you know, embrace it, embrace it. And if you do it consistently enough, just like we talk about lifting the weights, your arms might tremble a little bit on a, on a smaller amount of weight, but pretty soon that weight's going to be too easy and you're going to start feeling conditioned. You're going to feel better. Now you're going to want more weight because you're, you, you're getting stronger and now you're getting results. And it's like, holy shit, like this feels amazing. And now you're going to the gym and it's like, holy crap, like next week I'm lifting 245 and you started off on 185 or 135 or maybe 89 like it doesn't it just doesn't matter yeah what matters is that you start just start anything anything other than what you're doing is going to be better than where you are mm. beautiful stuff man Lo <laughs> love the inspiration love all the stuff that you're always spitting the truth out at people man it's 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 awesome like you really got a talent to speak to people's souls i mean I, like we're just we're just kind of going off on on whatever here but like if you guys haven't already got on a clubhouse and followed some of the things that princeton does when he's on clubhouse sometimes he just gets into these modes where he's just digging deep and stuff and just speaks to your soul like listen to his podcast check out evolve mastery he's got a whole new lineup of people um the podcast he kind of had it on hiatus for a little bit but i'm glad to see you got all new episodes coming out and mm -hmm. i've listened to a few of them already including the one that i just did so if you guys haven't checked that out go listen to the one that i just did with him <laughs> on his show but um the stuff that just comes out of this guy's mouth all the time is just so inspirational and it just lights a fire and if you're one of those people who needs to 
have that person to talk to. Sometimes it's just a one-way conversation where we're talking to you on the microphone, but those are the places to do it. And eventually you get into those circles, you get into stuff like Clubhouse, and and eventually some of those people can become part of your circle. You can have mm-hmm. conversations and ask questions and stuff. So it's it does. It leads to good things, and it's a place that you can put yourself, like you just said, it's that expansion into something new and unknown that can lead to things you'd never expected before. So. I appreciate you, man. And I want to talk before we leave. I want to mention the book that's already out. It's come out on Amazon um, at the end of February, recording this in early March of 2022. But Warrior of Love, Speaker of Truth has just come out on Amazon. And um, you also got a few big events coming up. And if you guys haven't followed Princeton, get on social media and follow where uh, all the links that he's got and all the different accounts that he's got going on with Evolve Mastery. But he's always announcing a different course you just had the um what was the name of the one that you just did the five day the uh, reboot your destiny five day challenge and it was completely free guys (laughs) i'm not one of those people that's going to charge you for everything i would rather pour into your life and watch you grow and then because i again i don't need the certainty that you're going to invest and become a high ticket client like i believe that you reap what you sow whether that comes from you or someone else but i also believe that you just have to set a strong intention to show up wanting to grow and so i do Mm -hmm. free things from here i mean here and there but if you guys want to get connected with me know what's going on you can go over to princetonclark.com and you can also join my facebook community just go in and apply there you'll see the little chat bubble that pops up if you want to join my chat community and then from there once i see that come in i'll send you a link or an email and you'll be able to come into my facebook group my evolved mastery step into your power purpose and potential group um, but other than that, follow me on Instagram at Princeton Clark. And I just, I'm revamping my evolved mastery page. So nothing's really on there yet. There's a few videos. He, one of your videos is on there, but I'm still trying to decide what I want to do with that. But that's just at evolved mastery. Also, there's a page on Facebook at evolved mastery, but just go check out princetonclark.com and EvolvedMastery.com, And you can find multiple ways to link up with me, get connected and, if you're serious, we'll move the needle. Absolutely. And you've got your embrace, your ambition that you're a part of with Marcus Black and Ashley Fay coming up in June of this year. I believe that's going to be in Denver, right? It's um, mm-hmm. June yeah. 16th through the 18th, but it's a lineup, an awesome lineup of people that are uh, just like Princeton, but uh, an amazing group that uh, you'll be able to see some of that information if you go on Princeton's social media stuff. But that's going to be fire. I can't wait to, to see that one when it comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah, let me know if anybody wants to attend that event. Maybe some of the listeners are in Denver or will travel to Denver. Um, Reach out to me. I have a discount code. So you guys just reach out to me and let me know. You heard me on Heath's podcast and I'll give you the discount code for tickets. But yeah, that's June the 16th through the 18th. It's the Embrace Your Ambition um, event. And so if you want to get more information on it, just go to eyambition.com forward slash Denver and you can check it out. Awesome, man. Well, keep creating greatness. I'm looking forward to every one of the conversations that we have, and I'm looking forward to touching base with you a little bit more frequently. Princeton and I have had a couple conversations where um, I think him and a couple other key people, I might rotate them onto the podcast for some shorter conversations that don't go quite as long as the one we've had today. But um, we just get on some subjects and we just drop some of that knowledge and inspiration on you guys and um, stay in that circle and share knowledge between all of us. So 
Um, stay tuned to all the things that he's got going on. And I'm sure the next time he comes on, he's going to have a whole other <laughs> springboard forward of evolution because that's the way he rolls in this life. So it's an adventure, it. baby. It Go is. out and live this life. That's right. <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate you coming on and I will talk to you soon. I appreciate you having me, brother. Talk to you soon. Huge amounts of gratitude to my man, Princeton, for coming back on the show for the third time to talk about his amazing new book, Warrior of Love, Speaker of Truth. Go get it now. You can find it at Amazon and at Barnes & Noble. And I'll say this not just because he's one of my very good friends, but this book is pure fire. I have dove back into it again and again when I've needed some inspiration, and it has quickly become one of my new favorites. And it's because of the pieces of wisdom like the ones that I read in the beginning that just inspire you and fire you up. But check out everything he has going on. All the links are in the show notes for all the ways that you can connect to Princeton and look him up on Clubhouse as well. Stay tuned to all the different things he has going on. Keep an eye on this guy. He's already on some major stages, but you just know when someone is destined for greatness when you meet them, and he's just that kind of soul. This guy is already doing great things for the world, and I'm excited to see where the road of life takes him next. This is what happens when you define your dreams and move on them with purpose. Until next time, keep living.